Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we are going to discuss the inauguration, and um, we'll talk about President Trump. It's official. He's in. So what happens next? Uh, But before I get to all that, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be a bit new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, 
the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 668 out of 750. We'll begin right after a few words from my sponsors. Now you are online and in business. Why not take it further by building your own economy? The evolution with business and social media has entered its most revolutionized phase. 21stCenturyEconomy.com. That's the number 21. 21stCenturyEconomy.com. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. Visit net. If you need help with your credit and have issues with your credit, check out Delete. Credit.net. That's D-E-L-E-T-E-C-R-E-D-I-T dot N-E-T. DeleteCredit.net. Mark Antich Credit Counseling has been in business for 15 years and has helped thousands of people fix their credit. You can sign up for free at the website or if you want a free credit consultation. Also, I highly recommend you contact them for your credit repair issue. That's DeleteCredit.net. DeleteCredit.net. Go get your credit fixed now. All right, my thanks to 21stCenturyEconomy.com, TheCrystalShow.com, and DeleteCredit.net for all being supporters of T2Q. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Donald J. Trump became the 45th, 45th POTUS last Friday, and the country's divided even more. So what do we do now? I mean, you know... Donald officially took over the POTUS Twitter account that President Obama um, held. Uh, The inauguration is over, and now the work starts. He's in the White House. It's time to get things moving. Just how easy will it be for him, though? Um, His presidency presidency starts with the lowest entering approval rating of all time at just 40%. Uh, The difference between the crowd at the inauguration from 2009 to Uh, Last Friday was staggering, um, I guess, depending on who you believe. And quite a few politicians decided to boycott his swearing-in ceremony to show their lack of support. So how can Trump get things done with more than half the country against him? And if everyone is willing, uh, if everyone wants to see him fail, then what will the country look like by the time the next election rolls around in 2020? So those are some of the things we will discuss. But first, let me go to the phone lines. To the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas, to welcome on show legend Amy. After a turn a while, Amy, how's it going? Hey, Quentin, how are you? How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. All right, very good. And we will kick things off. If anyone wants to join, hit one to join the host queue, and I'll bring you on the air. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five. No sooner than I say that, I get a call from the 
517 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit. So welcome on to Oscar. I'm show host of the show legend, Chris was happening. Thank you. How are you? What's up, Amy? I'm doing well. How are you? Hi, Crystal. Hey. All right. We'll get started. First things first. Um... Amy, did you watch the inauguration, and what was your impression of it? I mean, was it enjoyable? Was it must-see TV? What did no, you, what did you actually, I, I did not watch it. Um, I, I took a, a break from social media and news and stuff for a while because I just needed some peace and quiet, and obviously um, – <laughs> All the ruckus was, you know, going on once I kind of got back into the mix. But no, I didn't. I didn't watch the inauguration or anything. Um, but you know, I did vote for Trump, um, and I'm just going to do exactly like I did eight years ago when I voted for Obama. I'm going to sit back and give him a chance to see what he does. He's, you know. Already started, and you know he's ruffling feathers, and he's ruffled one of my feathers. But um, you know this election for me was much different than it was for everybody else because I had an old personal stake in this. There is, I would not vote Hillary Clinton to clean the toilets at the White House, much less be the president and put her and Bill back up in there. Hell no. Ain't happening. Okay. And Crystal, what was your impression of the inauguration? Did you like it? Um, how, how did you feel about it? Or did you watch it? I'm sorry. First thing I should ask. Uh, I did um, watch. Was, you know, I was in and out. It was um different news situations, but, um, yeah, I basically watched, um, uh, how did I feel about it? Um, I guess basically how I felt ever since I found out that he was the, um, elect and that is just numbness, (laughs) you know, um, you know, I feel like I'm in bizarro land, like, you know, Someone's flipped a switch somewhere and changed the future, you know. And um, I wouldn't doubt if he knew how to do that, actually. So, um, yeah. And as far as the inauguration, um, it's he's interesting to watch. Um, interesting, is, you know. He's, he's <laughs> I don't know. He's like a your ex-boyfriend that you hate suddenly becomes your boss. So you're trying to decide whether to kill him or kill yourself. You don't know which one you want to do. Um, Or destroy everything and then kill yourself. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'm leaning towards the first one. But um, can't say that out loud to, you know, CIA. Yeah, don't believe in my show getting investigated. All right, we'll come and investigate me for saying and you know, suggesting. But I'm sure me and a whole bunch of other people are thinking it. Um, the thing is, um, he's laughable. 
but not in a funny way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping he'll be impeached or assassinated. One of the two. I I hope he doesn't make four years. No, I hope he doesn't make four months. So, but hey, stranger things have happened. Not much stranger, right. but stranger things. Well, the Talk to Q radio show does not condone any assassination attempts for anyone. Let me just throw that out there and move on to the 850 area code. The Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. So welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? All right. And <laughs> Buck, <laughs> what are you laughing at, man? <laughs> Oh, just laughing what you just said, and the way she said it, it was just it was just too comical. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> what was your impression of the inauguration? Did you watch it? Did you like it? Was it must see TV? Well, hold on, hold well, on, hold on. Let me, let me let me let me mix. Let me throw you this question: Should everyone watch the inauguration? Um, not just this year, but just in general. Including kids in school, because I heard that um, some schools gave parents the option to pull their kids from having to watch it. Well, I mean, I mean that's that's debatable. I mean, it's not a to me, it's not must see TV. So I mean, I don't care who the hell's being you know being you know inaugurated as president. Um, that's that's a choice. I mean, we got enough television channels now; you can watch whatever the hell you want to. Um, but probably out of respect you should, but it's not a requirement. But um, as far as the inauguration goes, I did not watch it in its entirety. I watched parts of it. Um, I did watch watch his speech, which was quite comical, um, because when you quote Bain and and you know, I don't know who his who his person is or whether he made it himself. It was probably the wackest presidential acceptance speech I've ever heard because, you know, he's just uh, I mean, it's just, it was really weird. Um, There was also a couple of instances while they were doing some sort of prayer there that um, he said something to his wife and she was smiling at first, but whatever he said really pissed her off because she took that smile right off her face as soon as he turned around. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting these first 100 days if he makes it that long. I mean, you know, there's already people trying to impeach him as it is. Um, some of these executive orders that he's putting in, especially the one for that uh, pipeline, that's going, to really sh- that's going to really start some serious debates and some, some heated discussions. Um, you know, yeah, we need, a, we need the jobs and things of that nature. And some of the things he's saying that, you know, you know from a job standpoint, okay, the Alaskan pipeline can't go through. So the uh, Keystone pipeline and the Dakota pipeline, whatever they call it, that can't go through. So, I mean, he he's trying to get some things done, but at the same time he's going the wrong way about it. And, I mean, you know, only time's going to tell, but I don't expect him to be in the office maybe but about a year because it's just so much opposition um, from on all sides. Um so we'll just see how it goes, and you know we just hold on to our local governments because that's really what we live by on a day-to-day basis. 
and just, you know, I'm just tired of seeing the circus because it's all over Facebook. It's all over. You try to get away from it from TV, and then you see it on Facebook. Somebody got some stupid-ass opinion about it. And, um, you know, we got to keep living. You know, we can't live in fear. But at the same time, you know, it'll take care of itself before too long. We ain't got to worry about it for, for the, you know, for the most part of it. All right. All right. Let me go. I have a new caller, caller from the 601 area code in Magnolia State of Mississippi. Caller, what's your name? It's Mike Q. What's going on? What's up, Mike? How much, man? Everything is going cool. Everything is going cool. All right, I Mike. I do not well, watch you're... the inauguration. I'm going to say that out front because I don't watch any presidential inaugurations. I think there's just some blatant waste of time that can be done in the private and they can get, get straight to work. All this congregating on the mall is foolishness, in my opinion. But um, as far as Trump is concerned, uh, this man is. He's a completely unnecessary human, if you want to really know my opinion. Um, but the thing is, and, and looking at things from my standpoint, you have people protesting on all seven continents about this man being president of the United States. That in and of itself should be enough of a, a shock to his system to say, hey, well, maybe I'm not the right person for this job. But the problem is he's such a narcissist, I don't think he would ever be humbled enough to see that. Right. The, the damage that he's doing to this country, strictly by even running for president, let alone being elected president, is is, is tremendous. We have uh, President Obama had some of the largest following worldwide when he came to office in 2008, and Trump has literally, in, in just one day, undone every bit of goodwill that the president has created. Now he he pulls us out of the TPP now. Uh, Again, I don't necessarily agree with the TPP, but the problem with that is pulling us out of the Trans-Pacific Trade Pact gives China the ability to rise. China already owns like 90% of our debt. We are in a very precarious position with this man in office, and I think that beyond all other things, we really need to sit down and look at ourselves as a country and begin to recognize that we have people in power, and I'm not going to say necessarily Democrats or Republicans, but we have people in power that do not have the country's interest at heart. They have their financial interest at heart, and that is what really the problem is. I don't give a damn about who's president, because I always feel like the president is a puppet anyway, and at any point in time, Congress can nullify it. But the problem is... We have lobbyists, we have super PACs, we have all of these people in Washington that should not be there that's truly running our government. And, and some people even go so far as to say that we have a shadow government going on because we have all these lobbyists in Washington and these are the people who are truly pulling the strings. Um, and very well that could be true. Um, right. I read somewhere that um, a congressman and senator's responsibility each day is to raise $18,000. I mean, if you're spending most of your time raising eighteen grand for the party, what are you actually doing for the people? Yes. And that <laughs> exactly. That's where my problem comes in. I think that if we really want to see true change in this company, in this country. Forget about Trump. What we really should do is go to our state legislatures and our local legislatures and say, "Hey, look, we want term limits for our senators and our congressmen that we send to Washington because that." is what puts the control back in the hands of the people. It doesn't Absolutely. matter who the president is. 
It doesn't matter at all. The president is only the executive. The only thing he does is sign off on laws. But we have people making laws that are completely against what their country should be doing or completely against the people's interests. That's where the problem is. Damn the president, in my opinion. That's all I have to say on that. All right. Good stuff. Mike coming strong. Good stuff. Term limits definitely important. A state legislator uh, needs to be pressured. I agree with that. Let me go to someone else in the 601 area code who I know also agrees with that. Uh, you may know your state, Mississippi. The man who has been dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs. So legend Eminem. Eminem, what's happening, man? Eminem? Oops, hold on. I might, might help if I take him off a of mute. Eminem, my bad, bro. What's going on? Oh, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> All right. And Eminem, should everyone watch the inauguration of the President of the United States, and that inc- regardless of party affiliation, and that includes kids in school? Should should they need to watch this? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's part of history. I mean, it's like uh, now, this is just from an educational standpoint. You know, it's like, um, uh, of course, I'm a you know art teacher, but at the same time, you know, history, social studies, any anything, uh, economics, government, anything that affects you. Like matter of fact, that's what I require for my kids uh, in my classes. Of course, you know, I, participation is very low with it, but I require them to watch the news. I don't give a damn about you know, going against the grain with stuff. My thing is I just want you to be informed. So when you make a decision, when you hear somebody break down something eloquent like my man Mike just did, it makes sense to you. But when you're just going off a bunch of bits of this sound bites, you don't thoroughly get the big picture. You see, my thing is anytime you make a decision about anything, not necessarily vote, but just a policy or understanding something, if you only go by what somebody else says or does, you always going to e- easily be misled. But if you see certain things for yourself, then it's not about – see, it's like a misconception. I'm kind of jumping around, but it's like a misconception that watching an inauguration is supporting Trump. That ain't got shit to do with supporting nobody. This is the country you live in. This motherfucker, what he says – you might want to hear it firsthand so you can be more prepared for the bullshit that's going to be coming out probably in the next six months, if not sooner, the way this dude fucking with China and stuff. But, um, um, you know, you, you don't want to be in a, in, in a misinformed world where you just your, your anger is based off some something that somebody you follow is tweeting, but you're not seeing shit for yourself, you know. Um, right. And I, I think it's, 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 I think it's irresponsible for um things like that to be said. I mean, you you should want to see it. I mean, um I don't know if anybody in, on the, you know, on the call has ever worked with uh the criminal justice system. You know, I hadn't either, but at the same time, any time they go after somebody, they study them. I mean, you just don't go in doing stuff. You study their behaviors, they study their patterns. So guess what? That forces you to look at certain things that you might not looked at before. That for, that forces you to research things that you might not have cared about before. You know, think about if you were a um, Ivy League graduate and you were sent to, you know, maybe some inner city on some high-profile drug case. Now you got to, you know, research things that you never even thought about before. You know, but you can't just turn a 
just because it's something that's not you, you just can't be blind to it and unaware of it. You know, you got to be aware. That's the only way to, to get things uh, done and go in the right direction. That's why this motherfucker even got elected, you know, okay. because, um, and I know my time running out, but what I wanted to say real quick about uh, him getting elected, and this is something I said many times before on different shows we had about it, is I had a problem with the fact that had nothing to do with the dude's party or so-called party. It was the fact that there was absolutely nothing in his prior, prior background that would say he's prepared for this type of leadership because a damn business and dealing with humans is two different things, you know, and stuff he's doing already, like total insensitivity. It's just like, okay, you want to just automatically just sign off saying, yeah, fuck that, we're going to build this pipeline and go through the Dakotas or whatever. Now you even had just, I mean, I'm talking about it ain't even been three months ago. I followed that pretty tight with the different uh, Native American nations and stuff up there. You had yeah. even servicemen supporting them and stuff. But this motherfucker, see, like I say, he's such a, you know, uh, I'm high in the castle type of dude. He has no need to deal with the peasants at all. And that's the mentality he got. Now, if he had a a political background, and he understands how the political game works, whether you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth won't even matter. You still know how to do the process. So the whole exactly. protocol for Trump is fucked up anyway. And that was the whole problem I had with this dude even getting to this point. Because I was just like, okay, if somebody just believes in everything what he's saying, fine. All y'all who voted for Trump, just vote for Pence. But at least Pence is a politician. At least Paul Ryan is a politician. This dude ain't shit. He gonna get us. He gonna he gonna get us in fucking World War Three real quick. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Hey, well, all the little wars we've had, we've more than surpassed World War Three at this point. God damn. <laughs> but, <laughs> huh. but all right, let me go to the phone line. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to speed it up tonight because we got a lot of people calling in. So let me go to the eight six five area code. The volunteer state of Tennessee to welcome on Daddy Rich. What's happening, man? What's going on? What's up, Daddy Rich? What What was the bigger story? The reported low attendance, um, or lower than 2009 attendance, or the alternative facts that was given by uh, Speaker of the House Sean Spicer about the reported low attendance? What was worse? Yeah. I mean, was the low attendance even a story, or was it a bigger story that he said that it wasn't low and he's been, you know, contradicting, you know, what's been reported? It wouldn't have been a story if he hadn't said nothing. And nobody would give a damn. Don't nobody, you know, nobody would give a damn whether it was high or low at that point. But then with, by him coming back in line, that that that's probably what got other people interested in what was going on, even people that wasn't even interested in the shit. Probably got interested due to the fact that this idiot is lying about something. Well, why is he lying about that? But that could also hurt Trump in a way where it could trickle down. I mean, because then ain't nobody going to believe you start out lying any little lie. That's, that's not going to help you. And that is a bad thing. The whole thing's bad, really. The whole thing's bad because, one, people not showing up lets you know that there's a lot more people that don't agree with this situation than normal. Uh, you know, the, the, the uproar of these calls, to me, man, is, 
And I think everybody should just give a man a chance first before we start hollering. He he's going to fuck us up and whatever the hell, you know. I think we uh-huh. should give him a chance and see what he's going to do, man. Uh, and just see what happens. I know everybody said, oh, well, he's pulling. He pulled that thing with the pipeline and all that. The people didn't want him to do the pipeline because they was worried about the environment. I don't know what the environmental situation or or problems were there, but that was what that was. And then he put a freeze on their social media so the environmentalists couldn't strike back and, you know, tell you why. Man, so they couldn't fight their own battle. So I, I don't know, man. I guess it's it's a bad thing that people didn't show up, and it's a bad thing that he said something about it and lied. Okay. And as far as the pipeline, is the, the what is it, the Keystone Pipeline is concerned, um, you know, initially they said that um, it, it the shortest route for it to run was right through the capital city. Uh, and I, I always slip my mind what state is in. Uh, South Dakota. Anybody? South Dakota? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, initially, um, a lot of people were saying, well, the best place to run it, well, the shortest place to run it is through the, you know, the capital of South Dakota, which I don't remember it being Pierre, but uh, but then they said, well, no, we're going to run it around, run it through this open area, and it may affect the Native Americans, but it shouldn't be a problem because the pipeline is 100% safe. And people are like, well, if it's 100% safe, why aren't you taking it the shortest route, which is through the major city? And they said, well, <laughs> because you know, we don't want anything to go wrong, which kind of contradicts 100% safe. Right. But then right. also they're stating that it's going to create thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs. Initially, it probably will. But once you build the pipeline, it's only going to take probably less than 100 people to maintain it. So, I mean, there's just a lot of back and forth with these facts or alternative facts or however you want to look at it um, that's causing a lot of problems. But, Amy, do you think that the low appearance, the low attendance was a big deal or did they make it a big deal when Trump got upset about it and had Sean Spicer speak to the media about it? You know, it. <clears throat> I I just don't give the man a chance. You know, nobody. Yeah, this whole pipeline thing has already, you know, ruffled my feather, and 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 I've, you know, I like I said, I voted for him, um, but I mean, it's like he he hasn't. Hardly, he hasn't been able to even have a chance before he's he's ever gotten in there. People are just like, we can't have what we want or who we want in there, so we're just gonna all act stupid and and go berserk and 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 protest and and. You know, each their own opinion, but. At least give the man a chance. Okay. You know, I, I, you know, I, I understand that. You know, everybody wants to talk about how terrible Trump is and all this. The man is an asshat. Okay, I'll give you that. The man is a total asshat, and I was never keen on having to vote for him anyway. 
But when push came to shove, I had to go with my gut, and I have years and years and years of history here in Arkansas with the Clintons. And there was no way in fucking hell I was going to put that bitch and that piece of shit back in that White House. Not with my one vote. And I felt like if I had voted for anybody else, because in a perfect world, I'm libertarian. I have a libertarian mentality. But that can only work in a perfect world. Um, sure. So, you know. All right. Well, I mean, I think you should express how you really feel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> Crystal, let me go to you and ask you this. All right. So because of, I guess, the history that Trump has with some of the things he said and uh, some of the people he may have offended, you know, there were people who boycotted the inauguration. These are you know, powerful people, politicians, you know, who boycotted the inauguration simply because they don't like Trump. I mean, is that fair or foul? And if so, why? Especially for politicians, like this is your job, essentially. This guy's essentially your boss. It's not really their job to go to a fucking inauguration. Um, I think they're expressing themselves and they have every right to do that. So I think that... um, is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. It's fair for them to to do that because they're, they're you know, it's not like, it, like I said, it's not their job to go to an inauguration. It's their job to do what they're there to do every day. They didn't walk away from that. They walked, they just said, well, I'm just not going to go to this particular party and event. Um, to, you know, to show that, well, I don't agree. I don't agree with you. And I'm sure there's there were plenty of people who didn't go to, um, Obama's inauguration. Yeah. And maybe they didn't make a big deal about it because that's not what they do. Um, so, um, but, you know, that's something that, you know, others do in order to, to prove a point or to make a point or whatever. Um, so I know, I think they have the right to do that. Okay, Buck, what do you think? Do you think that um, politicians had a right to not go to the inauguration? even though this is someone they'll have to, to work with for the next four years? I look at it like this. Um, you know, you're voted to the office, and I think this is something that you're supposed to do simply because, you know, the American people voted you in. Uh, you represent my, you know, you represent my state. Um, you, how, you know, representative senator, I think it's your job to, to show up for an inauguration. Because in my in the way I felt about it, if you didn't show up, you need to be you know you need to be thrown out of office. Because I mean, this is a guy that you know, regardless to whether you like him or not, you gotta you gotta work together to try to make this country better. And um, you know, it's a little bit different with Trump in there, but at the same time, you know, we gotta get we gotta get things done. And if you don't show up for the inauguration, that to me it shows that there's gonna be more of the same old bullshit where, you know, you got one party agreeing and one party not agreeing. And if, you know, you don't show up, you know, I think you should, you know, lose your seat. And we, you know, we go back to the polls and vote new people in. That's the way I feel about it. All right, Mike, I'll let you be the tiebreaker on this, man. Um, You heard what Buck said. You heard what, what Crystal said. Crystal said you're not required, and Buck says you should go. 
I mean, none of us, I guess, can boycott if our company gets a new CEO and we don't show up for his whatever little welcoming party or something like that. I don't know. Maybe we can. We call in sick. But what do you think about it, Mike? Well, Crystal was right. There were quite a few Republicans that did not go to Obama's inauguration. Their, their primary concern there was um, figure out ways they could obstruct him and make him a one-term president when he was being inaugurated. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can agree and say that you, we do have to start mending fences somewhere. And just making a, uh, a spectacle of not going and just making it known that you're not going is not a way of mending fences and building this country the way this country should be built. Now, with Trump being such a controversial person, I personally, if I was a politician that I was in Washington, I wouldn't have gone. Because I, I think it, the only thing that's really important during the inauguration is his inaugural address to see what focus and what direction he has for the country. Now, as far as seeing him sworn in, I, there's no way I would have sat there and watched him be sworn in. But I would do would have liked to see or would like to see where he wants to take the country. I don't think it's a duty or an obligation. I, I think that they have a right to boycott if they should choose to boycott. But at the same time, I don't think they should have made that much noise about boycotting. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. And so Eminem, I ask you this. Um, members of Congress mainly Democrats, but members of Congress who don't like Trump for maybe things he's said or you know, things he's done. Uh, I mean, should they simply just oppose everything that he presents um, because of the insistence of the statements he's made in the past? Or if it's a good idea, they need to go ahead and just work with him and, and get it out there. I mean, well, I mean, if if you are a uh, representative, uh, you know, that's that's your duty. I mean, you can't. You know, it's like don't get me wrong. Everybody's entitled to, your, to their opinions, but it's like anything else. It's like anybody who's ever worked in customer service. You know, probably seventy percent of your calls, you probably want to say, "Man, fuck these motherfuckers." But at the same time, just for the sake of you know getting whatever pertinent service they're using, that's ultimately your paycheck. You got to kind of you know make it happen to make it work. So you know that's kind of how it is. You know, if, if you are a politician which he's not and that's why the idiot is saying the shit he does and that was the problem i had you know that's not to avoid the question but that's to answer that question it's like a trained politician knows how to say okay well guess what i'm not playing golf with your ass but yeah i am going to sit down with you and see how you know maybe this new technology that's coming out that you know that you're trying to hold up for your your buddies to keep the old technology, keep their money. We're trying to push and say, hey, you say you want to create jobs. I'm telling you, you know, it's some shit that's been invented that can, you know, do this, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you know, we need to come to the table and, and, and make this happen. You can't do that if you never, you, you know, you got to have that conversation because that's your job. You're a representative. And it's almost like, uh, it's almost like, the problems that that's in in a different way, of course, but it's almost like the problems that inner cities have with public schools um, officials not doing what they supposed to do. It's like people complain, but it's just like okay, that's what PTA meetings are for. 
That's what public hearings and shit from the you know the address of the superintendent is for. You know, everybody has their opinion on it, but it's just like if people were there, you could get your agenda pushed. You're not there to support nobody. You're there to work out and try to move forward and get some shit done. So as a politician representing whatever state or whatever entity you represent, your job is to get the best agenda pushed for whoever you represent, you know. And you can't do that not being at the table. It ain't got nothing to do with supporting nobody. Now, if you're an actor, whatever, yeah, go ahead, power to you. Rappers and shit, that's what you do. You you got that freedom to do that. See what I'm saying? But if you are a representative, you can't stay away. You know, you don't have to even smile at the dude. You don't have to shake his hand, but goddamn, you you still got to have the agenda, you know. And, you know, politicians know how to do that push-pull game. And motherfuckers talking about, you know, all this shit about Obama over the years, it's like, I'm like, duh. Obamacare didn't get passed by all Democrats. You see what I'm saying? Everybody who was there knew how to play that push-pull game. You see what I'm saying? To You know, and right. so the full agenda, the full agenda of the Democrats never went through because you had to give and take. So this time it just reversed. It's just like, hey, you know, you still have to, you know, you still have to play the give and take game. That's how it go. It's almost like a, a bartering system. But to, but to barter, you got to be at the damn auction. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And I'll be right back with a couple more questions in about 60 seconds. Hi, everybody. I'm D. Wright, CEO of Unapologetic Radio. And you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Being on some chips. We go zero to a hundred real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bills. And now I'm fed it, not even a little bit. Oh Lord, know yourself, know your worth. My actions being louder than my words. How you so I be still slow down to earth. Wanna do it, we can do it on the turf. Oh Lord, I'm the rookie in the vet. Shout out to the I ain't holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night She gon' be upset if she keep scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some that she don't wanna see She ain't ready for it If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it Yeah, that mean I'm way up Yeah, the six ain't friendly, but that's where I lay up I'm up, lay up I been staff Curry with the shot 2150 is the number I'm gonna talk to Q Radio Show No experts, just opinions and DR, I go back to you for a second, man. Um, what, what do you think about what, what Eminem was saying? Should people, regardless of how they feel about him, work with him when it comes to you know good ideas that he may propose, or do you stick strong and you know say no, I'm gonna vote no for everything, kind of like kind of like what they did Obama, I guess. That's you can't do that, man. See, what people are missing out. On the situation, all the people that are that are saying that either they didn't have a good experience as, at a team competition, or they just never tried it, because this is politics, but it's a team effort. And if I'm the chief, if I'm the coach, you got to listen to what I'm saying, whether you like me or not. If you go to a school to play ball, and that's the, the school you're going to, you got to listen to the dadgum coach. And that's just how it is. These people need to work with this man 
and try to make the best moves capable for everybody instead of sitting back being so negative because that's going to do nothing but make him want to do bad things because the people around him are being assholes. So what they need to do is try to get involved with this man and work with him to make a peaceful uh, ground to make things right because all this bickering and this all and crying and stuff is not going to work. Man, it is what it is. You know, it's just like when Obama got in. They they didn't like that. You know, it was it was this, it was that. Well, this guy, he doesn't know politics. He knows business. Yeah, he does know business. And, and some, somewhat, America is a business at the same time. Whenever we get done, it's still a business because it's about money. And what people need to do is shut up, sit back, and let the man do what he does. If he does wrong, then you chastise, just like a kid, just like a kid. I mean, anybody. If you, you give them a chance to do what they're going to do, you don't go to a damn school and, and tell the coach, I'm not going to give you a chance because I just don't like you. You, you, don't, you don't think the way I do. You, you, you know, your beliefs aren't the same as mine. I don't give a damn if you believe in, in shit. I don't care if you worship shit as long as you're doing your job. You, you, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> do your job so we can win it's all about team man it's all about team politicians they're all to get in it together anyway it's just about who sways the vote to get the money it's all about what companies are going to be on top and, and establish more that's all it is so we just need to work together about the little the little things that that affect us the most Okay. All right. A few more questions on this. Amy, I'll go back to you. Um, Amy, is it fair? Some of the comparisons people have made, mainly in social media, with the Obama family and the Trump family, like there have been a lot of um, pictures, like side by side, of Obama being affectionate with Michelle, but Trump and Melania kind of standing there like they have a business arrangement and. You know, their reaction towards people, how Obama may be friendlier and Trump is not. I mean, is all of that fair? I mean, is that just part of it? It is. Um, I mean, I'm sure she's in complete culture shock, you know, because this is a whole new lifestyle change for her. You know, she's uh, not a model anymore. She's not, you know, posing nude and playboy and penthouse and whatever else, you know, she's done or whatever. Um, You know, we've had a lot of families in the White House. The Carter family, the Clinton family, the the Kennedy family, I mean, you know, everybody's going to have their, their, you know, things that they say about them, but I don't, I don't see what, why everybody's making, he has just as much of a family orient, his kids work in his business with him, and yeah, he's been divorced a couple of times, he, you know, he, he's an entertainer, he's a celebrity, he's a billionaire, he's, he's not our average, you know, Paul, everyday politician, like, we're all kind of used to, um, but you know, I mean, he's still, 
he's still a family man, just the same as Barack and Michelle and their girls and Chelsea and Bill and Hillary and, you know, Amy Carter and Jimmy Carter and all them. Um, And what is the guy that just spoke a while ago? What is his name? Daddy Rich. You put it perfectly, my dear. Perfectly. I totally agree with you and my man Eminem. All right. All right. Uh, okay, on Facebook, let's see. Brittany Neal chimed in. I believe she's in Pennsylvania about the comparisons between the Obama family and the Trump family, saying, No, I wish it would stop. It's annoying. And, Crystal, what do you think? I mean, there's been a lot of pictures. I know your social media, um, all things social media, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, I mean, do you find it entertaining? Is it is it something we should all pay attention to, or is it no big deal? Well, I definitely find it entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, I wouldn't post it. Um, you know, I mean, it's just. I mean, it is what it is. It's social media, you know. It's entertaining. It's, um, you know, if people don't like it, you know, I'm sure none of the people who created the meme (laughs) really gives a shit. Uh, I mean, they are what they are. I mean, the comparison is the comparison. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think he's his perfect wife, actually. I think he finally um, got the right one. Um, and suits him just fine. Uh, as far as a first lady or whatever, somebody found her a suit, you know, to wear to the inauguration. So, you know, I think they overdid it a little bit with the whole. Did you see the comparison of, on that? I'm sorry. The, the outfit she wore to the inauguration. Someone was cracking jokes about it because it looked exactly like an outfit I think Jackie O wore or something like that back in the day. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Somebody said, you know, you should really look like, the, you know, here's the best looking, you know, first lady ever, you know. And so it's, it, she looked ridiculous in it. Um, it was a great suit, you know, but she looked ridiculous. Um, but whatever. I mean, she is as she is. You couldn't possibly look any different, actually. So... Uh, no matter what suit you put on her, she's no Jackie O, okay? Um, she never will be. But, you know, the comparisons, are they're just, they're funny because they're pretty goddamn obvious. Um, uh, there's a lot of things that is quite funny about Trump because it's pretty obvious, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and maybe, maybe that's what's throwing everybody. I mean, you have um, people who have, most of the time, most of the wives, um, they, as first ladies or whatever, um, I will take um, Hillary out of that uh, comparison, but um, most of the wives, they've been in a situation where they've been in politics a long time as the wife, you know, as the supporter of, um, and running campaigns and helping out and things like that, you know, you know kind of a wife or you know, capacity. So once you get to the job you guys have been working for for years, um, you know what to do. <laughs> you yeah. know how to look. You know how to act. Um, just like he knows what to do. He knows how to look, knows how to act, knows, knows how to talk, knows what to say, what not to say. 
you know, this is, these are things that you learn over time. Um, so he is somebody, Trump, um, who doesn't come from that world, and it's very obvious. She doesn't come from that world, of course, right? Um, and it's very obvious. So that's why people are making fun of it, because we can, and it's, you know, it's ridiculous not to. Um, you know, people talk about Saturday Night Live or whatever. Um, well, it's you just you're just handing material to you know. Oh yeah. Like, come on, how can we not <laughs> make fun of this? This is ridiculous. Has, they probably I have mean, skits ready, ready for the next fifteen years behind this. Um, oh yes, it's amazing. And the Vladimir Putin guys, it's extremely funny. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. So yeah. the thing is. I mean, if people don't like it, they you get pissed off about it. Well, shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a fuck about you being pissed off, okay? Just like no one gives a fuck about us being pissed off. So there it is. There it is. So we can post whatever the hell we want. It's just a funny little thing. If you don't like it, oh, well, fuck it up. Yeah, and I look at it like, I mean, I, in, in a way, I feel I feel bad for Melania because she kind of got dragged into this, but I also felt bad for Michelle, because I, I just I, I hate unpro, unprovoked attacks. It's one thing to attack a, pre, a politician who may do something you don't like, but when you go after their wives and, and children and stuff, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a little off. I mean, don't get me wrong. The memes are funny, but when it goes to the extreme, I think it's a little childish, unfair. Well, I don't think they should know. They shouldn't talk about his son. I, I totally disagree. Um, with them, you know, attacking his son. I mean, that that really upset me. But um, as far as, you know, the wives or whatever is concerned, I mean, what the fuck did they do for eight years? You know, they called her a goddamn monkey. They called her a right. man in a dress. Right. Um, and many like other horrible racial things. So if someone talks about the fact that she's a goddamn ex-model, you know, Natasha from Boris and Natasha. I mean, so fucking what? You know, you, you know, you made it to the, yeah, she was dragged in on this. Well, that's what you get for marrying him. Oh, well. You know, no one is, is feel, I, well, I don't feel sorry for her. Not at all. I mean, and at least that's fine. her past. That's her, she has to answer for her past. So, I mean, that's, to me, her past is fair game. But, um, like, you know, stuff they, they said it's about all Michelle. fair game. That's what you get you for know. going into politics. It's all fair game now. Exactly. You've opened yourself exactly. up. There it is. For the adults, just for the adults. The kids, they, they should be out of it. It's not their problem. But I, I will say the best one I saw was she looked like Caitlyn Jenner. That, that <laughs> Oh, Lord. God Almighty, that had me tripping. <laughs> all right, so, Buck, let me, let me ask you this, Buck. The, let's say the Democrats refuse to work with Trump, you know, the way – some Republicans you know, gave Obama a hard time, even though a lot of times it was on the surface. They ended up voting for stuff anyway. But let's say the Democrats refuse to work with him or give him a hard time. What's, what is the United States going to look like in 2020? I mean, how big of an impact is that going to have for us going into the next election? Well, I mean, it's going to go downhill. I mean, I think we'll get some jobs and things of that nature. But as far as our national, you know, our, our allies, I don't think we're gonna have any because I think he just, you know, if he if we he actually stays in there four years, you know, there's got to when and when it comes to foreign policy, you have to have some sort of diplomacy. You got to have some kind of, um, you know, you have to 
you have to be disciplined when it comes to dealing with our allies and dealing with potential enemies too. You got to be there's got to be a common ground. And he's got this since he doesn't know what he's doing and the people he's hiring really don't know what they're doing either. He he has this macho, I can kick your ass, you can't do shit to me attitude. Okay. That may have worked during the election, but now you're dealing with different people in different countries. And they're not going to take liking to that attitude because, you know, some of the rascals get bombed just like we do. So he's going to have to learn from his cabinet or for somebody that's in politics to say, hey, look, you got to slow your roll. You know, you got to be able to deal with these people because, I mean, you got to keep your, your friends close and your enemies closer. So, you know, he just needs to have a little bit more tactfulness when dealing with certain with certain issues. And I think that, you know, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a clusterfuck if we don't you know, we're gonna have to all of us need to band together and kinda of pay attention to what's going on because you know, we all gonna probably have to come together to get him out of there before it gets before it gets to twenty twenty. You know, so we just gonna have to really kinda of pay close attention and keep our eyes and ears open. Okay. And let me back up for a second and go back to, to you, Crystal, um, hostess of the Woman Politico, heard annually here on T2Q. And uh, Buck mentioned that, you know, he could affect our allies around the world. And we saw this weekend women come together on all seven continents. I mean, people in Antarctica were protesting this dude. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Um so what do you think about the global impact that he has? And then speak about the, the, the women's event that happened this weekend and, you know, its importance and what do you think it could lead to? Well, first of all, the, um, you know, the, the woman uh, million March, that was um, for a few reasons. Um, one is of course to get our, our, um, you know, what we need and what we want to stay in in front of the government because there are, um, we're sure it's going to be a lot of attacks that are going to come down to things that are already in place, such as reproductive rights um, and things that we're trying to, to change, um, you know, with our pay, you know, things like that, that we know for sure that this Republican um, Congress and, you know, Trump, uh, is not going to um, be on our side about, you know. So it's just a way to say, hey, we're here and we're not going anywhere. And, you know, that's what marches are all about, just to bring focus to it. Um, so as far as, you know, around the world, I mean, these are issues that affect women around the world, uh, everywhere, and people everywhere. Um, and, and that's one of the, the reasons why it is affecting not just America, him being in office, but it's affecting other people because they're seeing here is this country that at one point used to be a beacon for people to say, I want to go there, I want to succeed and be who I want to be. I, you know, I can get away from where I am now and, and you know, be better and, you know, and have my dream, the American dream that actually 
is a misnomer. It really doesn't exist. But, um, you know, this it was like this, this beacon for people. Now, to see someone like Trump walk into this most powerful office, you know, the leader of the fucking free world, you're not only the leader of America. I mean, the, the title is more than just you're the president, you know, of this corporation called America. No, you're the leader of the free world. You're affecting so many people, so many policies, that are things that have been in place, you know, that have been talked about. And, and then here you come, you know, and I see him worse than Bush or the Bushes. Okay, at least they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, you know, so and everything that he's doing right now, he's doing it not because of any kind of, like he gives a shit about the idiots who voted for him or he gives a shit about, you know, that's going to be the worst slap in the face, I think. You know, you think the liberals are pissed off. Well, wait until his, his people who voted for him are going to get whiffs of what he's actually there to do, which he's starting already, which is making his cronies, his people, the billionaires, happy. You know, he's giving them exactly what they want, which is what he wants, you know, to make more money. And that's, 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 his, that's, that's his agenda. So it, it, it is affecting everyone because it affects so many different policies across, across um, the world. And that's what that was all about, to say that, you know, as a people, we're not going anywhere. You know, this, you know, you may think this is your country, but it's not. It's our country, and that's a problem with American people. They do not take this shit seriously enough. They do not take democracy seriously enough. That's why this country is not really a true democracy. It's a capitalist society. But you yeah. allowed it to become that, and this is where you have gone. This is the kind of person, you got the ultimate capitalist sitting at the head of the table because you created this monster and here you are so you know I, frankly I think all you deserve what the fuck you're going to get that, that's the way they portrayed it they put it they made it this way it has been developed for years and that's why people heard like cattle towards that situation it, it's, it's more or less like being lazy than than just people not really caring. I think that people are just lazy. They care, but it's like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. Let me just keep rolling on, you know, and blah, 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 this and that. And to a point, when you look at the, when Jeb Bush rigged the damn vote down in Florida for George to get in that time, that right there should have, that explained to some people and it let everybody down because it all out in public. It just was they cheated and it acted like it was a mistake. Oh, 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 wait, we made a mistake. It's, that's the problem. The problem with our po- politics is that it's a lie from the beginning. Okay, so there's never going. It's been poisoning it from the beginning, so it's never going to be untainted. There's nothing we can do about that because of one thing: the almighty dollar. So we can sit up and everybody can argue about, well, this and that and this and that. We got this guy in. It doesn't matter who we put in, my friend, because once the people that are already there in the political places start explaining to them what they can benefit from, all of the shit that they want to really do for people goes out the door. 
And what you got to understand is just like you getting a great job and somebody saying, well, you're getting ready to be the president of this company. But I got to tell you this. This is the perks you're going to get. But you got to do this right here. You got to leave these people out of it. They can't have it. You're going to do it because you got to survive. So this is, the, this is what we have. And this is why it's always going to be poison. Because of that, it was poison from the beginning. You can't suck the poison out. There's no way of doing it. There's none. America was built on lies. America was built on criminals. They were the outcasts from the Europeans. They brought over here and built this place. They stole from the beginning. So what makes you think we're ever going to get on the right track? Okay. Very good point, sir. All right. Last question. Let me go to Mike, and I'll give you all a shot at this. Mike, Stacy Dash gets fired from Fox News. Why do you think they decided to let her go? Stacy Dash getting fired was the best news all week. But, you know, <laughs> Stacy Dash was a puppet to begin with. And they had to have someone with some sort of notoriety amongst our people, so to speak, to be a counterpoint to everybody that's supporting Obama. Well, now that Obama's gone, there's no need for her. So they don't need anybody black talking bad about the current president. That that would defeat the purpose of him being in office and trying to negate, the, with the Republicans trying to negate the black vote altogether. That's what all this gerrymandering around the country has been about. But to um, get, I think it was Buck who just spoke. When, when George Washington left office, at the end of his second, he warned Americans to do two things. He said, beware of political parties and beware of foreign alliances. Since that time, no one has paid a bit of attention to what George Washington was saying. Political parties is what's corrupted this country now. Foreign alliances is what keeps us pulled into wars. He was an isolationist kind of president. He wanted America to be America and every other country to be every other country. Well, the problem with that is Trump is trying to take us back to that isolationism, so to speak, and it's too late now because we're 200-plus years into it, and we've become too integrated with the rest of the world. I don't think that is a problem that we can't fix. I think we just have to go about it the right way, and I think the best way to go about it is to start with term limits on these stupid-ass people we got in the House and the Senate and make sure that we hold them accountable on the local level. So that way they know, hey, you got two terms that you can serve potentially. And you're going to have to do what we want you to do in each one of those terms. And being from here in the state of Mississippi, you know as well as I do that if we don't have, who's your local congressman? Who's your local senator? You don't know that. We know Benny Thompson, Roger Wicker, who is it, Stadcock is still up there. But you don't know who your local politician is. So we Mm -hmm. have to make not only our local politicians responses to us, but also our national politicians. And the only way we can do that truly is through term limits. And the other thing that we need to kind of focus on is, and Hillary said it, but damn, she didn't do it. No one really does it, but we have to get the money out of politics. we got to get lobbyists out of D.C., I mean, the closest I think they should be is Baltimore. I mean, I honestly don't think they should be able to have offices in D.C. 
so they can walk up to a congressman's office and say, hey, let me take you to dinner. You know, we're going to fly across the country in our jet, and we're going to have, you know, play some golf in Hawaii today. You know, it's cold and icy here. I don't think that we should be able to do that. They should be able to do that. I mean, their job is to represent us. Their job is not to represent special interests and big business. But that's the way it's become because we've become more, as Crystal said, a capitalistic democracy than it is than what we should be, which is a democratic republic. And we can't get back to that if we don't start making our, our politicians responsive. But back to Stacey Dash, man, when I saw that they fired her, that was the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. Never in my <laughs> in all of my days have I just took so much joy in somebody getting fired, but she was one I took absolute joy in getting fired. All right. All right. Anybody else want to chime in on Stacey Dash and her I do. Why they got rid of her? Quincy. Go ahead. Oh, hey. Um, I know that I'm probably going to sound like such a bonehead, quote, clueless, um, but I'm kind of con- confused about this whole stance that Stacey Dash was hired to because she's black and for her to, you know, be able to discuss, I've seen things like for so she could talk about our our black president and blah, 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 and just that it was all racially motivated hiring her and now that Obama's gone, she's gone. If they did that, if this is why they hired her, uh, it backfired because Stacy, to my understanding, from what I you know read of the things that she said and and all, is that you know she didn't support what the Black Lives Matter movement was doing, and and she wanted to be treated like. Uh, and you know, she just wanted to be an American citizen. She had conservative values. Um, you know, um, it, it she wasn't all gung ho about you know jumping on the whole. Um, I'm here to stand up for black people's rights and and talk about our black president because white people can't talk about him. That's bullshit. But, you know, if if that's why they hired her and or fired her, um, you know, I don't I don't quite get it. Well, so, I mean, she made a lot of, uh, I, I guess, questionable statements down the stretch at her with her stand at Fox News. Um, I'm trying to remember some of them, but she kind of got extreme in a couple of cases. But oh, when she called Jesse Williams a plantation slave, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. I, I did not quite get her point on that. I mean, it's one thing to have an opinion about his speech at the BET Awards and either agree with it or not agree with it, but I didn't understand what calling him right. a plantations. That didn't make any kind of sense to me. I'm a firm believer that Stacey Dash probably does believe a lot of the things uh, that she stated. I don't know. I don't think it was just an act. I think 
you know, that's just how she's wired. However, I think that a lot of black people looked at it like this. Well, excuse me, Fox News looked at it like this. They were saying that, well, if we talk about President Obama, people are going to call us racist or continue to call us racist um, as far as, you know, some of the white talking heads. But if we have a black person who is well-known, who does think the way we think, if she says something, then maybe no one is going to criticize her and call her racist, which, I mean, she still got criticized, but that's what a lot of people speculated. Queen Don Lemon hadn't shut the fuck up yet. Oh. Ah, yeah, Don Lemon. That's that's, that's (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, but Stacy is out of there, so we'll see where she lands. Um, maybe she'll Hopefully on her head. I, I her wish her luck. I wish her luck. Yeah. I do. I I don't have a problem with her. But uh, something that I just saw popped on the wire an hour ago. Um, tomorrow, President Trump is expected to announce several executive orders dealing with visas and refugees. Uh, this is what a congressional source told the CNN. He's expected to make restrictions against people who are from Iraq, Iran, Syria, Yemen, Sudan, Somalia, and Libya. So it looks like he's going to put a halt on people coming into the country and essentially closing the border, like one of the things that he did promise um, before he got elected. What the game plan is to um, open that up someday, we don't know, but it looks like he is going to try to make the attempt to slow things down for a few months until we can get some things under control in the country. We'll see how that works out. I think so that like is in our best now. interest. I think so. it's in our best interest. And All right. So, um, let's see. Tomorrow, zone coverage. Um, I have a guest coming on for the first 20 minutes of the show, Lou Rossi who is um, part of the Can-Am Indoor Football League. He's going to be representing the team out of Buffalo. Um, Can't remember the team's name, but he's the offensive coordinator. We'll talk about that new league, and we'll talk about, um, of course, the football from the past weekend. And then after that, the show legends and I will break down the Final Four in the NFL and get into the Super Bowl discussion a little bit and talk about the Hall of Fame also because they're going to make some announcements on that in the next couple of weeks. That's tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, There's a possibility I could push it back a little later. I'll let you know if I have to start it later. But 9 p.m. Eastern on on Zone Coverage on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Um, And, of course, we'll be back here next Tuesday. I have a guest coming on, someone that Ray put me – not Ray, that Crystal put me on. Her name is Shay something. You remember her name, Crystal? Shay – I don't have it in front of me. No, I don't remember her name. Her name is Shay, and uh, she uh, has some very interesting. Uh, she has a very interesting outlook when it comes to d- women dating. She says that women should not exclude uh, men who have a history of um, gay relationships or bisexual relationships, and so I'll have her on to discuss that. Next to well, she was specifically talking about black women. Yes, 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 definitely. Thank you. So, have her on next week to discuss that. 
All right, but we'll go ahead and get into our final thoughts. Also, the Oscar nominations were made. Um, let's see, Viola Davis uh, got nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Fences. Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. Naomi Harris for Moonlight. Those are three um, Black Hollywood actresses in the field. Uh, Denzel got nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Fences. Barry Jenkins is up for Best Director Moonlight, Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Saw Mahershala Ali in Moonlight. And Moonlight and Hidden uh, Figures and Fences are up for Best. The OJ Made in America is is up for Best Documentary. So a lot of black representation, which is something we didn't have uh, previously. So if you want to comment on that in your final thoughts, you can. If not a big deal to you, that's fine, too. But um, a lot of nominations. But we'll go with final thoughts. And, Amy, I will start with you. Well, it was a great show. And something that's really important to me, Quincy, is that you and Crystal and True Speech and, and Eminem and Ray and Amanda and Buck and and um, everybody, I want you all to understand that you know, this was a personal um, election for me. Um, I don't, you know, you would have to go back and, and, and research all of the history, you know, that I lived through and what went on in my hood here in Arkansas under the Clinton administration to to understand how I, I could I could never, ever vote to put them back in that White House. But I think these people that didn't go to the inauguration, you know, to eat your own, but it's time to grow up and act like adults. You got to work with this man, whether you like him or not. And you can't go up there like Tim Griffin did. When Tim Griffin left Arkansas and he went up there, he went up there with a specific purpose in mind to veto, to block, to do every single thing against Obama. If he wanted to declare the peace in the Middle East, he was going to vote against him no matter what Barack Obama did. And you cannot go into this with that kind of mentality. Um, you know, so that's that's not going to get anything accomplished. Um, uh, Daddy Rich said it best, and, and Eminem, did, Eminem did too. When you know you're talking about like coaching a team, you know, and and that you got to have you got to have all the players to win the game. And you got to listen to the coach, and you got to take orders and directions. You can't go up there with the mentality that, well, I don't like this jackass, so you know I'm just going to vote against it. We're not going to get shit accomplished. What is that going to accomplish? Nothing. Stacy Dash, I wish her the best of luck. We're all guilty of saying dumb bonehead things. Um, believe me, I've said plenty. Um, but, you know, she has a right to her own opinion and the way she wants to be treated and what she, you know, wants to support or not support, you know, is strictly up to her. I don't think it's um, – I mean, I would hope that none of y'all – my point is that 
I hope that none of y'all would ever think that my vote had anything to do with racism or sexism or anti-Muslim or anti-LGBT or anti-feminist or no, no, I'm one, I've worked in politics and, and, uh, um, activism for years. I'm the first one to stand up for what I believe in. So I fully support that. And that's going to be a hard decision between Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis because I love both of them. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate that, Amy. Always, always a pleasure to have you on. Um, and I, I don't feel like you have to defend who you voted for at, at all. I mean, um, you definitely, being an Arkansas native, are going to know more about the Clintons than people from the outside or whatever. And I mean, you vote with your heart. That's that's what you do, and you shouldn't have to apologize yeah. for that at all. Well, I I mean, I've had some people uh, literally tell me they have nothing left to say to me and that uh, they are no longer my friend. We have nothing in common. And um, the end of our that's the end of our friendship. Yeah, I've had people do that to me. You telling me I ruined our fucking country because I voted for Trump. And and I'm like, do you really think that Hillary Clinton would quit being friends with somebody or Donald Trump would quit being friends with uh, Vince McMahon or something because you don't like them? I mean, I thought I got a lot more shit to talk about than Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. A lot better subjects to talk about. All right. Thank you very much. And Crystal, I'll go with you next. Well, it's a very, uh, it's a very good show. Um, good to hear Amy and um, newcomers. Um, well, uh, I don't want to expend any more um, air on Trump, and <laughs> I am definitely conserving my breathing and talking when it comes to him um, and his... You're funny, Chris. But the thing is, um, it's it's going to be an interesting few years. That's all I can say, you know, about that. And, you know, there it is. So, hey. I mean, I don't know on the other end of it who's going to get to say, I told you so. Or not, you know. Right. But of course, someone like me would never say that. I would never say I told you. No. Um, but anyway, I hope they enjoy their time in the White House. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Um, <clears throat> as far as the Oscars, you know, you know they, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a movie buff, and I, you know, I really get into watching movies and things like that. Um. And of course, actors in the world of that, all of that is just interesting to me. So I spend a lot of time thinking about it and stuff. But um, if you want great movies out there to get more black actors and actresses um, win Oscars, well, first of all, you need to know what the formula of Oscars is. 
And um, I think we have a few good movies out that followed that formula. And that's why they were um, uh, actually nominated. I mean, and that's, that's just, and it's not just black actors, even though, um, you know, a lot of times we do compare the two, you know, and say, well, there's only X amount of black actors this time that got nominated. You know how many jobs there are out there for black, for actors, period, number one? And then how many movies that actually get nominated, I mean, to win anything? Um, it is a formula, actually. Um, it's quite interesting uh, of, of what types of movies actually get um, nominated. There, There's actually movies, comedy, it's out. <laughs> You're not going to get nominated for comedy, even though there's great acting in it. It was, you know, really good or whatever. They don't care about that. That's why, you know, comedians, they have their own kind of awards. So, um, yeah. I think that in some animations, I, um, you know, those are coming out. But then you have to think about there's, there's certain types. So, there is a particular um, Academy Awards formula. But the bottom line is you do want to get an Academy Award or at least a nomination because it does up your your Annie in your career. Absolutely. Um, so it is a big deal, even though, you know, a lot of people shun away from it because they say, well, not enough of these people in diversity get it. Like, well, the movie. It's not just the Academy Awards. It's, it's really the movie and everything. And, but, you know, whatever. Um, it's an award show. And it's as a one I it's one that I actually, I watch the Academy Awards and I watch the Grammys, mainly because... Even though it's, you know, a little silly in a way, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that anyone's less of an actor, but it does mean that you're not going to get paid as much as the <clears throat> Grammy Award winning whoever or the Academy Award winning, which comes before your name. You know, it's not getting a doctorate. <laughs> so it is important. But I quite enjoy it, and I, I look forward to um, watching this year, like I do every year. Um and um, I do look forward to the, um, the show regarding the young lady, which is why I sent you her name, because I couldn't have her on my show because I don't have my show. So so I <laughs> said, well, hey, cue the, the next best person, and maybe I get to ask her a couple of questions so, as to what the fuck are you talking about, which is really my <laughs> only question um, for her. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I uh, quite enjoy listening to everyone, and hopefully everyone have a a great, um, what, like I don't want, I don't, I don't want to steal uh, Buck's line. <laughs> so anyway, so I'll see you guys next week. All right, thank you very much. And uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch the Oscars. I'll watch the Grammys because I've heard a lot of the music, so I can kind of relate and have an opinion. But because I don't watch half of the movies they nominate, um, even though I did want to see Moonlight. Fences and Hidden Figures. I don't have a desire to see La La Land. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't watch all of those movies. I just never because I never agree that all of those movies are the best movies. Kind of like Crystal said, there's a formula for it, and because the movies that I feel like are really good don't fit that formula, I just don't watch. But um, you know, but I you know I like to see who won. You know, the next day just to see who got it. But um, you know, like I said, I, I won't be participating, but uh, let's see. Mike, let me get you in, man. Okay, thanks, Q. Um, 
listen, last thing I want to say about Trump, I'm willing to give the man the chance if he's willing to get his temper under control. You cannot be the president of the free world, the leader of the free world, with your hand on the button and you're throwing temper tantrums like a three-year-old. I just can't abide by that. And as far as the Oscars are concerned, I'm not a real big fan, even though I love movies. I, I don't think that the Oscars are exactly the the, hmm, the vehicle that I actually look for when, as far as it comes to which movies that I'm going to watch because I'm kind of picky. I, I'm like you. I will watch what I want to watch. There's some movies that win the Oscar I watch and they kind of suck. I'm like, how the hell is winning an Oscar in the first place? Um, But the only movie that's been nominated that I really want to see is um, Hidden Figures. And I'm just not a really big, I'm not really big into these new movies for this new century. I'm classic movies. I like movies from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, Um, primarily because it's more about the actor and less about the set and less about the explosions and less about all that kind of good stuff. You actually had a decent plot. So that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Good stuff, Mike. Don't be a stranger, man. I'll try to be here next week because I got to hear what the hell she's talking about myself. Okay. I mean, she sounded like she, you know, was pretty, had something that could open up some minds a little bit. So it would be interesting. Well, she found out her boyfriend was gay. Buck, go ahead, bro. Great show tonight. As always, a lot of great opinions. And, you know, the good thing about it, you know, we live in a free world, and we all get to make decisions. Um, if there's ever been, a, ever been a time for us to all come together, it, 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 now is the time. But we need, to come, we need to come together with some sense. Uh, some of these marches were really kind of chaotic, idiotic, um, you know, I really don't think Trump really thought he was going to actually win it. Um, he, you know, he he won it, so now he's got to figure out how to do it, and he's got to figure out how to do it on the fly, and that may cost us in this country. So we as a nation need to pay attention to what's going on each and every day. Um, we can't get suckered into every every single thing that we see or read or see on the Internet or whatever. So we really got to, we really have to be you know the ones you know we you know we're the last in the Mohicans, so we're the ones that gonna have to probably straighten out this nation. So we're gonna have to kind of you know keep an eye on things and um, make sure you know everything goes smoothly. Um, this is our country, it's not his. So it's time you know it's time for us to band together, but we got to band together the right way if we want to get something accomplished in this country. Um, as far as the the, uh, the Oscars, you know me, I kind of watch the Oscars because some of those films that that you typically don't see, you may not go see them in the theater, but it may be something that you may, you know, Redbox or you know, if you got one of these Roku sticks or something like that, you may be able to pick up on, you know, when they first come out or something like that, just to see, you know, what you know, see what they're talking about. Um, it may be something that's, you know, different that you normally don't go see. Maybe it's still in the theaters and something you might, you know, you might decide to go see after you watch the Oscars since, you know, they've won so many, you know, awards or so forth. Or, you know, maybe a particular actor or actress that uh, 
you hadn't gone to see in the theater in a while, um, you may want to check out and see, you know, why they're being nominated or why they won or what have you. So that's kind of the reason why I watch the Oscars, just to kind of see. Sometimes, you know, just kind of broaden your horizons a little bit. But um, other than that, great show as always. Uh, oh, I wanted to say something about Stacy Dash. You know, sometimes when you get hired on big, um, big positions, and I assume this is, you know, was pretty big for her, you have to, you know, instead of just trying to make waves, you know, sometimes it might be a good idea to actually learn the craft. Um, you know, country, you always get second chances, but sometimes you can really destroy your career by, you know, trying to be too, you know, trying to be too controversial or too, you know, in your face. And for Stacey, I think this is a prime example. You know, it blowing up in her face trying to, you know, saying some of this shock stuff just to try to get attention, just so you could be recognizable or whatnot. You know, it would be pretty bad if, you know, she doesn't get anything after this for quite some time and all they remember her is for all the shock jock shit that she was doing on Fox News. So sometimes you just have to, you know, cool your jets a little bit and actually, you know, try to learn something. So that's one of those public service announcement things, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> great show as always. And everybody enjoy the rest of your week. And looking forward to a little zone coverage tomorrow. And uh, everybody enjoy the rest of your week and night. Thank you very much, sir. And let's see, a couple more. Eminem, got four minutes, man. Okay, great show, man. Uh, uh I'll start with Stacey Dash first, man. Uh, it's good to see that Oreo go. Um, wow. Like I say, it, 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 yeah, I'm calling it that because, like I say, uh, I got respect for somebody that think a certain way, but I can't stand a perpetrator and sucker to just try to do shit, you know, just for attention. It's almost like uh, uh, by no means I've been incarcerated or nothing like that, but just to make it, Simple to understand for people listening that might not understand what I'm saying is it's it's, it's like having um, uh, some dude you know uh, lying about he went to jail and then a gang and shit just to sell records. I mean at that point you don't get no respect from nobody. So that's the category I put her in with that. You know it ain't had shit to do with her being name. a conservative black person, right? <laughs> but uh, I just. From the time she took the show, I was just like, damn, man. I, all I'm thinking about is like, okay, what was all this conservatism when you was on? And most people is not even familiar with this video. Because, as a matter of fact, I ain't forgot the name of the song she was on. But M- um, 8-Ball and MJG had a uh, video out. And Stacey Dash was on it. And I was surprised to see on This was like years ago. You uh-huh. know? But, um, you know, and I'm just like, that type of shit. So, I, like I say, you know, I, you know. It's it, it just my opinion, but, you know, I, I can sniff out a fake when I see one. And I know when somebody's just doing stuff just for attention, it's like, uh, it's almost like you see a picture of somebody with a dashiki on in the 70s, and then, you know, they get around some other people or something, then they want to say, you know, you know, something to make it sound like they might be down or something. You know, I mean, it's like, if that's you, that's you, cool. But if that ain't you, stop faking so I think, you know, Stacey's a fake-ass Oreo through and through. But um, uh, as far as the 
stuff with Trump, like I say, just like now, you know, just like before the dude got elected, my biggest problem was the fact that he's not a politician. He has no political protocol whatsoever, and he's fucking with people who are not some damn peasants around the world. And for people to think blocking people going to make a hill of beans a difference, it's not. Uh, I think back in 99, and this is stuff that can be researched, not just by what I'm saying, but it can be researched, there was over 400,000 terrorist sleeper cells ready for direction back in 99. So, listen, motherfucker, when you start pissing these motherfuckers off, everything that can possibly happen is already here. That's why it's called a sleeper cell. But when you don't do research and all you do is say whatever you think to get a rise and, you know, you making all this money, you know, you didn't go to high school with buddies that came back in a body bag, you know, going to war in Vietnam and shit like that when everybody else was. So, you don't, you're not sensitive like that. You don't give a fuck. So, but like I say, hey, you know, it is what it is now, but that's the reality of it. You know, a lot lot of people get a different sense of reality. It's just like, yeah, you know, fuck a damn job if if we're going to be losing, you know, countless young men and women left and right for somebody having a reckless tongue. You know, who gives a shit? You know, know, so what? You saved a thousand jobs and, you know, 6,500 people come back dead this time next year. Well, hell, that's, we lost. Um, so I think, you know, it's best to just do the research and everything and uh, uh, shit. What else, it was another type of doing it. Uh, the Oscars? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Oscars. Uh, like I say, um, I like to see any artist get recognized, you know, from any entity because it's, it's hard to be anything in the arts and get any kind of respect. So, Anything you get as recognition, you know, that's great and cherish it, you know. But as far as specifically having an Oscar, like, you know, it, like like uh, I think Chris was saying, you know, it means sometimes better roles. It Sometimes it means what well, definitely means more money for the roles you're in. But um, the main thing I had a problem with the Oscars is the people who never get one, it's like, okay, just because this person never get one, got one, don't mean they can't act. You know, so I guess that's my thing. Like, it's almost like uh, a rapper who never went gold or platinum, but everybody that heard him say, man, this guy is like one of the greatest blah, blah, blah. You know, and the people that know him or heard him actually can admit that. So I guess that's that's the that's what I'm saying about the actors and actresses. It's just like everybody who don't get an Oscar shouldn't be labeled some fucking, you know, uh, uh, somebody who shouldn't quit their day job. There's some very great people out there of all backgrounds, all colors, all whatever, you know, from all decades that never got that shit. But it don't mean they weren't not only good at their craft, don't mean they weren't great at their craft. So long as long as that's understood, then, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Um, uh, but uh, like I say, these, this, this is going to be some shit day in and day out. So I'm just going with the flow. And, you know, I told you so. It's going to be definitely coming out of my mouth. But uh, it's like, oh, yeah, last thing I'm going to say. Well, no, two of the last thing I'm going to say. Cause I know this four minutes about to cut off. But it was great to see those picket signs in France. And the first thing that caught my eye, you had all these people in France holding up signs 
and half of them had like Dr. King on it. So I'm just like, wow, you know, for the people, the few people that still living that was in the heart of all that, I know that had to be just like, just wowing to see that, you know, in Europe, you know, you're protesting, you know, this president and half the people had signs of what was strictly not the country's leader, but pretty much our leader at one point before he got, you know, assassinated. So that's like that's like breathtaking, you know. Um, and the only thing I'm good I'm gonna say about Trump is that you know, <laughs> with his wife, you know, you know, showing that spread at one time and stuff like that. Thirteen, thirteen might be that much closer to going through. So there is a bright bright spot in all this damn blight. I couldn't what find it. Get for ten dollars. <laughs> you want. All right, I appreciate that Eminem. It looked like um, hey. Dr. Can hold on. He just dropped out. Damn. Okay. So the yeah, song you were, the song you were talking about was um was called um that girl that eight ball MJG had. Okay. Yeah. With uh, I know Stacey one Dad. like one of their major hits, and a lot of nah. people probably never even thought about or knew, but I. I remembered it, so like yeah, yeah. you saying all you that know, the shit. Guy man. That, that sung on that song, name is Rodney Ellis, and I went to to college with a guy named Rodney Ellis, who was from Memphis, who used to sing with Eight Ball and MJG, but he wasn't the guy that was singing in that video. So I wonder if there are two Rodney Ellis's or something. I don't know. Um, uh, you think he might have been? He wrote the song, and somebody else. Did the video or something? Like I, I mean, like, not either. the song, but I mean, like somebody else is actually on the video. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a Milli Vanilli thing or if right. That's just, what I was about to say. You like you know, you can't really, <laughs> you couldn't really prove anything back then. Yeah. But there were some reputable, right. reputable people that say they've seen him perform before with Eight Ball. So I always believed it was him, but I don't know. Maybe either they're two or they were just a network of liars that got over on. Yeah, from but there. but you know, and it's nothing that was quote-unquote distasteful about the video, but it's just the fact nah. that it, it, it's not right. I mean, but I'm just saying, but when somebody gets to talking too much conservative jargon, and it, it, it makes it seem like they never would even be associated with somebody, like, not a rapper like that anyway. Right, right. But, you know, about <laughs> making money. That that was 20 years ago. So that was that was still when she, when she was my baby mama, so that was 20 years ago. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate you all. Uh, she like she got some good pussy though. I ain't gonna lie. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't giving that statement around the applause, but I mean it may be true. I was uh, giving you all a round of applause for the for the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't saying you don't screw. Screwing is cool. All right. Uh, so I appreciate you <laughs> So uh, Eminem make sure you're on tomorrow man We got the Hall of Fame discussion going on So make sure you're on tomorrow uh, Okay okay. I do my lesson uh, plans early this time Okay Okay And again like I said I appreciate it And as far as the Oscars you know Because I compare everything to sports The Oscars kind of reminds me of football Whereas um, the quarterbacks always seem to get the MVP. And I kind of look at the Oscars the same way. If you have something that's, 
you know, some sad story or some type of story of redemption or uh, something along that line of some type of struggle, you're going to get nominated for, and I, can, I think I said Oscar, I, I meant, uh, yeah, that's what they are, right? Oscars? Yeah. And then um, you're going to get nominated uh, for an award. And it's like, you know, because of that is almost, like I said, I want to see that who, which actors win. And it's not to say that they're not deserving, but when it comes to best movies and stuff, it just makes you wonder how many people maybe didn't get a chance or an opportunity. And just because a movie may have some action or may have some comedy, uh, doesn't mean that it may not be any good. Like one of the best movies I saw last year and uh, was an animated movie called Zootopia. It was a very good movie. It had a lot of uh, political statements that was made in the movie for anyone that was paying attention. And I thought it was a well-written movie, and it was entertaining, you know. Um, and I don't know if it's up for any type of animated award. They got some different categories. I don't try to keep them. Um, but, I mean, you know, so it's, it, it doesn't necessarily have to come in a package where you have this um, struggling family, and they're rescued by some other person or some homeless dude that teaches a kid how to ride a bike and somehow changes the world and stuff like that. I, I just think that's a little tiring that they need to be – uh, a little more, you know, maybe mixing a little more variety and get some movies in that are good, but maybe a different genre. But that's just one man's personal opinion, but I don't watch, so who cares about what I think? Go to talktoq.com and get more information on the show. Sign up for my email newsletter. If you're a show legend and you're not signed up for my email newsletter or whatever, then uh, what's up? I mean, what, what, what's really going on? Uh, so be sure you get that And the show airs every Tuesday and Wednesday At 9pm Eastern Unless I say otherwise But if, like I said if you sign up for that email newsletter You know when it's going to air I have a podcast dropping soon So be sure to check that out Everyone have a good evening Peace out Hey what up Q What up Radio World Let me thank you for having on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.